0: Welcome you again this morning to Pleasant City Church, our first uh, challenge in 2023. And uh, I have the opportunity to share God's truth with you this morning, so uh, bear with me. I do know sometimes time just kind of gets away from us, but not typically when I preach. So uh, (laughs) I'm looking at the time there, 10.20. Uh, So for some reason, Brian always gets on a little later than I do. So just work with me if if you do get out at 10.30 this morning. So uh, I won't do that to you. Um, Anyway, uh, but I've never been accused of of preaching too long, which is just kind of the way I am. I do talk a lot, but I do sometimes just if I can stay on my notes, I'm okay. But I'm obviously not doing that right now this morning. Uh, But Happy New Year. Thanks for, uh, again, uh, celebrating with us this morning. Uh, There's nothing like new. And uh, we like new things for the most part. We like new, new cars. I've never had a new car, but I've had the opportunity to, to, to get in a new car and, and, and smell that car. And, and it's just a, uh, it's like new is nice. And uh, this morning, we, uh, as we start a new year, I'd like to challenge you with a, with a, a truth from God's word that is not new but if we can make this part of our lives daily, this, this principle that God gives us, it will really help us as we do life in 2023. As we seek a fresh start this morning, our, our, our challenge is that we would develop and be strong in an attitude of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Uh, no relationship in life is fruitful Apart from forgiveness, forgiveness keeps you married. It, it keeps you successful in relationships. It it makes you a better employee. It it, it makes you a a, a better uh, church member. So. Forgiveness is a very important truth from God's word. And and, and he gives us real specifics on forgiveness. And there's a couple passages that I like that are are familiar, but they're so important for us to mention this morning. And the first one is found in Ephesians. It's from Paul. And and Paul says this, and we'll refer to this verse often, this passage often, as we go through this message. But it says, real clearly, get rid of all bitterness rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And then God says, be kind, compassionate to one another. There it is, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And then there's another passage in Colossians, and and, and, and Paul wrote these challenges. It's interesting in both Ephesians and Colossians while in prison. They're known as prison epistles. So again, he maybe was dealing with this whole idea of, of being a forgiving man, and he said this, he says, therefore, as God's chosen people, as a follower of Christ, as a chosen follower of Christ, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And then the Bible goes on to say, Bear with each other, and there it is again, and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance or an issue with someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And then, of course, it happens when we put on this virtue in verse 14. We put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So we we let those verses, as we introduce this message this morning, sink in. And that will be our our thought this morning as we seek to be a a forgiving follower of Christ. As we seek a fresh start today, what a great place to start. And, And then there's this introduction in your notes here. It says forgiveness doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. It it doesn't happen on its own or without effort or without truly depending on the Lord. Forgiveness is the result of following God's word in a deliberate, intentional manner with determination and practice. And, And I love this line. He says, if we set our eyes on a perfect Savior rather than imperfect people. That's so important because we're all imperfect people. But setting our eyes on the perfect Savior allows us to overcome those things that are are, our flaws. So we are flawed and yet forgiven. Jesus Christ paid it all. Now, I do know as I've had times in my life where I've had to deal with being a forgiving person that... When I live there or even camp there, it affects me, and it affects those around us. It it eats away at us like a cancer, and and unforgiveness destroys the person who won't forgive. Now, you've heard it said unforgiveness is like like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, and that's so sad but true. Sometimes, though, it's hard to forgive. And sometimes we, we can even take the attitude, well, they just don't deserve forgiveness. I mean, how could they do something that wicked, that evil, and God expect us to forgive? But again, I remind us that forgiveness can be complicated but yet, there's principles that God gives us in His word to help us through, so hopefully that'll be this message this morning that, that these thoughts that we we, we, we work through this morning will be a, a way for us to just start fresh every day. So it doesn't matter. you could be married to the, the greatest person on all the earth, and thankfully I am, <laughs> and you can be uh, have the greatest kids in all the wor- world, or you could have uh, the greatest boss in all the world. But eventually, they'll let you down. And sad to say, you'll let them down as well. So as we're called to forgive this morning, I remind us of some words that Jesus tells us in the, in, in the book of Luke, where he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing now people everywhere unfortunately and in fact sometimes there's there's people who are followers of Christ that that have so much bitterness that have so much hate that have so much uh vengeance in their lives that they just live there and you know we, we, we'll take attitudes like this. Here, here's phrases we'll use. Well, I just need to vent. Or, or <laughs> this is one I like. I just, I just feel called that I need to tell them what they need to hear. <laughs> I'm real good at that one. That's my, you know, that's a spiritual gift, so to speak, but it's not. <laughs> uh, they're not even worth talking to. But David gives us such cool words, and this doesn't come up in a stream, but, but, it, but if you're taking notes, I'd write this passage down and, and look at it. Psalm 103, verses two, and, 2, 3, and 4. He says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 4. So we say that, and yet, don't let this offend you if you're a lawyer in here this morning, but there's 300,000 lawsuits a year that relate to vengeance. So legally, people get involved because they can't get through the principle of forgiving, and they want to get even. You know... Our culture lends itself even to this. Uh, There's a a book that was popular uh, several years ago called Toxic Parents. And I don't recommend this book, but I'll quote it just to kind of let us know where people are. And, And this is some thought from that book, Toxic Parents. The book shows the prevailing attitude out there. It says this. There's one chapter entitled, You Don't Have to Forgive. And and here's what happens in that chapter. It says, place the blame for our present problems on our parents. And and the writer says that that's where the blame belongs. And she goes on to say, our parents poison us. And and really what you need to do is take on the attitude of, of being a victim. And again, that's so opposite of what the truths of Scripture tell us in how we can overcome bitterness. So God's advice gives us hope, gives us uh, a way to have a fresh start. So I'd like to just plow through this. That's a pretty long introduction, isn't it? That was was like 11 minutes, so uh, (laughs) maybe we will be here till 12. But here's the thing. Uh, (laughs) Roots of unforgiveness. Help me through this, okay? Roots of unforgiveness. And the first root, it's out there, and we've already made reference to this, but it's that idea of bitterness. It, 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 it is, it's bitterness, that, that emotion that comes when someone's wronged us, and, and, and we harbor the issue in our heart, and we refuse to forgive. And, and, and it eats away at us, and it affects us. And, and what's sad is it even affects those we come in contact with. The writer of Hebrews tells us this. He says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See, that's what happens. I know when, when, when there's issues that I have that I've, I'm struggling with letting go of, a, of something, it not only affects me, but it causes trouble and defiles many. You know, it's kind of like carrying around a bag of trash. And you carry that trash around for a while, not that I recommend this, but you carry that trash, you you start to smell the trash, and then you start to even smell like the trash. And, And that's what unforgiveness is. It's like trash that's just there that we just can't or choose not to release. You know, my son lives up the street from us, and they have uh, a household of seven and two crazy dogs, by the way. And uh, so they gather up a lot of trash. And now it's just my wife and I, we don't have a whole lot of trash. So sometimes I'll be up there and their trash is overflowing. So I'll just take a couple bags of trash, throw it in my trunk. And, you know, because just, I just like to help people, especially I don't like to see trash around. So I, 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 <laughs> I put them in my, my trunk. And, and then what happens is sometimes I'll forget about the trash in my trunk. And Corby and I will be off to lunch. And, and, uh, Corby will, and Corby has a real sensitive nose because he's always telling me about my breath. And uh, <laughs> I do get bad breath. I talk a lot. But I do floss. And I brush my teeth. But, but, but he'll say, what's that smell? And I'll say, I forgot to take the trash out of my car. And then that's what it does. It affects you and affects those around you. And, and we stink ourselves up. And we stink up those others around us. And, and again, we joke about that, about it being, but, but please, friends, you know, life's too short to let that root of bitterness that gets in there sometimes, and it'll really cause trouble for me and you and those that we're close to. So that's the first root, bitterness. And then there's selfishness. There's selfishness. And now stay with me on this point because the idea of selfishness is I've been hurt, they've hurt me badly, I have my rights, and I'm just going to make sure that I stew in this and live here. Selfishness. And yet, God's word tells us, Philippians, and Paul in prison again, by the way, says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking on your own interests, but on the interests of others. So again, that self-centeredness. And again, people hurt us sometimes. And and, and we have hurts at times. But sometimes when we live there and allow it to just take root and fester, it it, it quickly becomes a self-centeredness victim mentality. And then there's low self-esteem that gets in there. And I want to be careful with this because I, I, I sometimes think we, 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 we dwell on our esteem too much. But the idea of low self-esteem is this, not knowing who we are in Jesus. Remember Colossians? We are chosen people. First Peter says we're a royal priesthood. You see, because of who we are in Christ, our esteem should be where it needs to be in Christ. And, and believing in God's word and, and, and following his perfect plan allows us to get it away from self. And then there's one more thought to all this, and that's ignorance. And, and I know that's a strong word, and I don't want to say we're ignorant, but we're ignorant when we live here. And the ignorance here, we make judgments without knowing the facts. Well, did you see how they looked at me? <laughs> I know what they meant when they said this. I know they've been talking about me. And, and you know, we, we just really don't even know the whole story. And we, we just allow this root to get in there. And, and, and these, this idea of ignorance can just get in the way. And, and we, we let the anxiety we have towards others cause us to uh, just stay in that season of unforgiveness. Secondly. Secondly. Those roots are there. And then another are reactions that are caused by all this. When we choose to think it's no big deal or I get to feel this way, I don't need to forgive, emotions and reactions follow. And we we started with Ephesians 4 this morning, but verse 31 just gives that long list of emotions that get in there. Uh, Bitterness, rage, anger. Brawling, slander, malice. You know, Paul lists all these things to put off. That that bitterness, uh, the idea of the word there is it's poison to the system. Rage, that slow burn you have. Like, I'm going to get them. I'll get my time where I'll be able to get in there and I'll make them pay for what they've done. Anger, that that outward explosion. I'm just going to vent. I'm just going to tell them. And then we like to even brawl with it. We'll we'll brawl sometimes even physically. But sometimes I know my issue with brawling—it's with my words. Like I'll be sarcastic, and I'll take those 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 uh, shots, those jabs, like are, are just unpleasing to the Lord. So brawling and slander, the that I've even taken it further with words that hurt, and then malice, and that's the outcome of this. Uh, that unforgiving spirit, that, that abiding desire that I'm going to hurt them and I'm going to hurt them bad. And, you know, many of us have dealt with these issues at times. In, in fact, I'll have to say probably you're dealing with some of that even this morning maybe, unforgiveness. Toward a mate, a child, a, a coworker, maybe even a church member. Now, we'll think sometimes, well, I just can't forgive. And and I'll tell you, that's a lie from the devil himself. If Jesus could say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, we can forgive as well. And see, I got to throw this out here before we move on. Sometimes we can even hurt that person we know that we're close to that's going through this issue. And we'll, like, live there with them. Like, say, so, well, you know, I can see why you feel that way, Gary. You know, they shouldn't have done that. Or, or they don't deserve forgiveness because, you know, that, that, that's terrible. And, and, see, be careful that you're not one that aids and helps that person. Our goal should be to help people get on the other side of their issues. And, and we're called for that. We're called to do that. And we're called... To help people forgive, we do disservice to them and we become even an accomplice at times. So there's roots, there's reactions, and then there's results. There's results. And boy, this is uh, where we get into the meat of this message. And and the, the, the result that I think we need to hold on to is that we really hurt Jesus. And we grieve the Holy Spirit when we don't forgive. In Ephesians 4.30, we say, Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So we hurt those, and we hurt Jesus, and we hurt the Spirit as we have this result of of unforgiveness in our life. And you know, not only that, but we damage ourselves and our relationships when we don't forgive so get those thoughts we hurt jesus we grieve the holy spirit and we damage ourselves and relationships and back to that verse we've already mentioned but i I want us to get it again hebrews 4 14 and 15 make every effort make every effort To live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Choose God's way. You know, there's a book. And this is a good book. I recommend this one. Irresistible Church. And listen to this quote in this book here. It's, it's really cool because it says, People who live with transformed heart overlook flaws and crooked teeth. <laughs> they mentally, they emotionally extend forgiveness to people who wrong them, even though that person may never actually come and ask forgiveness. People who have a transformed heart live with the freedom that comes from not holding a grudge there's a lightness in their step a spiritual buoyancy that comes from not carrying extra baggage choose to forgive now we've 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 covered roots we've covered reactions we've covered results but why well we've touched on this song but to go even further We should forgive because God's forgiven me. We've already said that, right? But I remind us again, God has forgiven us. Be kind, compassionate to one another, just as Christ, forgiving each other, just as in Christ he forgave you. A follower of Jesus who has an unforgiving spirit and lets it develop, has not really learned to appreciate the grace of God. Remember how much we've been forgiven, and remember how ugly our sin is, and that our sin has put Christ on the cross as well. And never think, well, they have more issues because we're all messed up. I had an old pastor friend in Ohio who used to say, you know, we're all out of the same mold, and some of us are moldier than others. And that's true, right? You guys are a lot more moldy than me. (laughs) No. God has forgiven me. God will forgive me. And and this is interesting because if we confess our sins, God's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And then he says this passage in Matthew, and I wrestle with this because it says some strong words here. It says, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And I thought, well, he's going to forgive my sins. You know, and I, as I researched this and I talked to my commentator friends, the idea of it is that fellowship is broken. And, and, and the, the, the example they went back to was, was Joseph in the Old Testament. Remember him? Joseph had these brothers. And Joseph maybe had some snottiness to him early on in his life, but, but, but Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, and his brothers deserted him. And, and the whole issue came back around to where his brothers served him. And he had a great opportunity to get even from an from a unforgiveness standpoint, but he said this in the Bible in, Psalm, in uh, Genesis 50. He said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And, boy, if we could just grasp that as we think of how much God's forgiven us and how, how sometimes, sure, people do want to shoot your windows out. But that's okay. Let them. Because, you know, you've been forgiven much. And you have this opportunity to forgive. Stay right with God. We, 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 we need each other, friends. It, 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 it reminds me of an example Chuck Swindoll gave years ago. And I've used this before in different uh, But he used this example. He says, according to forest folklore, two porcupines huddled together one cold Canadian night to get warm. The closer they got, however, the more their quills kept pricking one another. Eventually, they abandoned the idea and they moved apart. They separated and were exposed. Both began shivering. So they quickly decided to move in close again. When they did, each jabbed and irritated the other causing them to part the second time this went on again and again with always the same result they needed each other but they kept needling each other and boy that's the way it is guys you know my church our church needs me and i need you and again, we'll, we'll sometimes we can be abrasive, and we can. buy no I got some Yankee in me and some director's in me, but you love anyway. And you guys are a little bit off too. <laughs> but we love anyway. Yes. And it's so important that we grasp this. I, I'll tell you, this is this is the best thing for our marriages. You know, I uh, on the 29th this Thursday, I have been married 38 years, and man, I'm so thankful. Don't clap. Okay, you can clap. She doesn't mind my bad breath, okay? But you know what? We've learned to forgive. We've learned to keep short accounts with people. And I will say for us, it's gotten somewhat easier, that part of it. And it's been a, a blessing to just kind of, you know, and I even, and I, 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 I sometimes, you know, we just don't seem to fight anymore. And I say, honey, you've grown. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, 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 it's but, but again, don't forget that. We, we need each other. God's forgiven us. we're we're forgiven. Now now here's some steps. I'll tell you this is I I wish I could have thought of this but I got this out on an old Sunday school quarterly that I used to use years ago but these steps to forgiveness and and this is just some great helps to how to forgive. And and, and I I recommend this to, to help people through this to use it to get you through it but as we forgive believe God's word. Listen to his spirit. Believe God's word. In your anger, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And, you know, oftentimes we'll just stew on, well, you know, I'll I'll forgive him tomorrow. Or I'll wait a couple days. And, you know, the the further that gets away from that that time, it's harder to do. That's why I think Paul says, hey, take care of it quickly. Do it before the sun goes down. In Psalm 103, verse 10 through 12, the writer says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And listen to this, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, they're gone. And, and of course, Christ is God's a, a, a omniscient, omnipotent, all-powerful, so he he's not going to, to forget our sins but he's not going to hold us down with them anymore and that's what we need to do as followers of Christ so when forgiving others here's these R's again this is I think helpful for all of us repent just repent repent of unforgiving attitude even when we feel like we've been wrong we cannot hold on to unforgiveness turn away from it repent and then recognize boy it's like some well you know I'm, I'm fine really I, I've let go of it for the most part. Well, when we recognize that, that 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 this situation can be a tool that God uses to build spiritual character, and I like Romans here to help us uh, uh, verify this point because it says not only so, but we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character. And character, hope. You know, we hurt sometimes. And, and again, there's a lot of things, you know, people deal with that, 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 that are hard to forgive. But yet, taking the attitude of, hey, God's using this to help me persevere, to, to, to develop my character, to make me more like Jesus, nothing goes through to you that God doesn't know about, that, that he doesn't recognize. And, and if he recognizes it, he, he, he's going to uh, allow us to get through it as we go through life. And then refocus. Refocus. Okay? Hey, I've been forgiven a lot. And, and, and remember that. Focus on what God has done for you. We've been forgiven much. And then release it. And this can be hard. I know that. But, but release. An act that, that you release, you let that person up. That has hurt you. In fact, maybe write that offense down on a piece of paper and tear it up and throw it in a fire. I heard at a church that uh, the pastor spoke on forgiveness. Uh, and, and, and in the front of the church, he had an open casket. And as he challenged the church with their unforgiveness issues, he said, Okay, what you've written on that paper, I want you to come up and I want you to put that issue in the casket. And then they closed the casket. And this is what the church did. This happened in Illinois. They, 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 they buried the casket in the front of the church. And then they put a little headstone, said, on the front and had it forgiven. And so every time those people drove into church, they had to drive by that, that, uh, that, that headstone saying forgiven. And they thought, is I would have gone the other way. <laughs> I ain't driving by that. You know, no, I would, have, I, would, I would have made sure. Because, again, when we live there, when we don't release it, we, we, again, we hurt ourselves. And then we reconcile. You know, John, I'm sorry I hurt you. I shouldn't have said that. You know, and I'll, you know I'm just getting old and cranky. Well, that's not an excuse. You know, we 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 reconcile with that person. I love what what Jesus says in, in the Sermon on the Mount. Leave your gift there before the altar, and go your way. First, be reconciled to your to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. So make it right. So we reconcile. You know, uh, personally. You know, our our families. <laughs> It has been very dysfunctional over the years. It still is in many ways. But one thing that probably helped our family more than anything is we put a covenant together as a family years ago. And we, 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 we uh, all signed it. This was, I believe, in 1999 we did this. And we started out, we will be hard workers, we will be loving, we will be communicators, and we'll be forgiving and there were many times that we were dealing with an issue in our home and we'd, we'd go to that wall where we had that little plaque hanging and we'd, we'd read it together. And, and there was reconciliation. And, and thankfully, you know, uh, we, we, we tried to keep short lists with one another and, and keep encouraging. And then we rely. We rely. And, and by this, we, we realize that God will give us the victory. Philippians 4 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I love this second part because it says, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. You know, I can help, God can help me through this, but yet, John, you're going to help me too. You're, you're there to help me through these troubles. And, and, and as you think of all this, as you think of this list here, depending on your personality, depending on the offenses, you need to keep going back to these steps and, and, and make things right with each other so here's the application this morning forgiveness (laughs) it's a great idea until we have someone to forgive right but forgiveness in the life of a follower of christ brings power it brings safety it brings us home with christ and it enhances the church body Forgiveness brings heaven to earth. Forgiveness puts heaven's peace into a sinful heart. Forgiveness, it's the image of God. Forgiveness, it what makes our relationships last. And then I love this quote by John Piper, I believe. It says this, never will we be more like Christ than when we choose to forgive. So here's the practical part of it all. Who should I forgive? And who do I need to ask forgiveness? Will you pray with me this morning? Now, what I'd like to do is I have a thought here in this prayer. So keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed if you would. And if you would this morning, just listen with me to these words. And reflect on where you are in this whole fresh start idea this morning. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Jesus managed to utter these penetrating words through bleeding cracked lips. Swollen from the noonday sun, hanging on that cruel Roman cross, Jesus interceded on behalf of his enemies. What a magnificent model of forgiveness. Father, forgive them. What a way to live. I invite you this morning to revisit maybe an unhealed wounded past. It may date back many years. It may bring to face, bring to mind the face of a parent, a child, a friend, a former mate, a fellow employee, a boss, a coach, a pastor, maybe a sibling. They've hurt you badly, and the pain has lingered all these years. You can't even hear their name or see a photograph without all the anger and mistrust flooding your soul like a river overtaking its banks friends it's time to move on seek a solution get help whatever it takes to be free do that right now I invite you to stand all alone at the foot of the cross and look up to Jesus and deliberately release it all and forgive See Jesus hanging on the cross, bleeding, dying, and embrace his forgiveness for you and for the one who hurt you. By forgiving, you're not condoning their sin. You are simply leaving it with Jesus. That's his turf, by the way. That's grace. And you can offer forgiveness to others because God has freely given that to you they don't deserve it but Lord help us as we hear from you will you stand with me you know as we continue to reflect on this challenge this morning and Jason continues to pray softly maybe you just want to again just Make things right with the Lord. Maybe you need the altar this morning. You're welcome to come and pray. If you'd like myself or Jonathan or someone to pray with you this morning, we'd be glad to encourage you in that way as we reflect and as we seek a fresh start in 2022.